Sadik Aleph, 91. Ebena Ezer, Chelek Aleph, Simen Sadik Aleph. We're going to be speaking today about Shidduchin. And the particular question, uh, what exactly are the Tznoyim that we are doing today at a Chasana? We write Tznoyim at the Chasana, you have to aid them, you make a Kenyan with the father of the bride and the father of the groom, Chasna Kala. What's that all about? And Rav Moshe essentially is going to say it's really much about nothing, <laughs> as, as we shall see. So the question that was raised was a question of trying to chaparais, to try to take a girl who was already engaged. So the question was, Ruben got engaged to Leah, and now Shimon wants to break in and convince her that she should marry him. Is he permitted to try? Is there anything wrong with his making that effort? So the truth of Reb Moshe begins as follows. The first thing is, what happens if they're taka going out for a very long time? And indications are that, you know, they, 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 they like each other, but they have not yet in any way committed themselves that this is the Bashet. Right? So he says, What happens if they really commit themselves to one another, but there are a few glitches, there are a few little things that they have to take care of, which they will not commit themselves to unless they are taken care of, such as various in Yone Mamon. Uh, you know, this is not a, a, a statement uh, for or against, but you have these prenuptial agreements. And there is an assumption in certain circles that unless they sign the prenuptial agreements, nothing is vada, nothing is definite. So what would be in a case where they haven't yet done that prenuptial agreement? Or what would be in a case where the parents are discussing with one another how much support they will provide for this boy so that he should sit and learn for the next 10 years. And there's discussions. This one says, I'm willing to give $2,000 a month. The other one says, I'm only, you know, I, I, I can't help you. So I need $3,000 a month or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I can't be mishtatif. And he says, no, you have to be mishtatif. So there's an issue going on between the parents. And until that's resolved, nothing's going to happen. Is it theoretically possible that the shidduch will fall through? The answer is yes, it's possible. They haven't even gotten to the point where they're committed to one another totally because of these financial issues. So he says, if either they haven't decided that they want one another, the chlau hasn't happened yet, or in Yone Mekoko Memkar are in the way, he writes, Posa Karamo 
Choshen Mishpat, Simon Reish Lamed Zayin Seif Aleph, the Din Mahapich Becharora, who Shekvar Posku Adomim Shebeinayim, the Ein Mechusarim Elo Hakinyan. You'll soon explain what's going on. Avol Im Mechusarim Adayin Hapsika Shamoicha Roitze Bekach Vakoina Roitze Yosef Bezoil. There's a, there's, a, there's a still going on a discussion because they haven't come yet to terms as to the price that the Moicher wants a higher price and the Koina is only willing to buy it for a lower price. And this is still going on. The negotiations are still going on. Mutar acher liknoso, someone else can come in and buy it, you know, at the price of the Moicher, for example. Beinem ha-Moicher Yisrael, beinem ha-Moicher Akum. So what's going on over here? So the, there is a halacha called Oni HaMahapech B'charara. A charara is a, uh, a biscuit, <laughs> a dried out biscuit. That's what Oni HaMahapech B'charara is. So the, 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 the Gemara says in Kedushin Daf Nun Tesom et Aleph, Oni HaMahapech B'charara Ubo Acher V'notlog. Someone, imagine somebody is, is in the street and he's Mahapich means he's trying to uh, get his hands on it. But he hasn't yet completely lifted it up and put it into his pocket. And he's an Oni. Uh, it's a terrible thing. It's a, it might be his daily bread. And someone else comes along and takes it out from under his nose. Nikra Rosha. Umasha Osui. And whatever he did, he did. In other words, he stuck a Rosha. But who gets it? Who gets it in the end? We don't force the one who was to give it to the Ani. Because if he's a Russia, then and he's told, you know what you just did? Chazal are calling you a Russia. He says, oh, no, no, so I don't want to be called a Russia. I'll give it back. So if he gives it back, but Bezdin is not Kaifa Isai. And he's over on a lav of Divrei Kabbalah. Because there's a pasuk in Yechezkel, which tells us that the mail of this person You know, he wasn't masigvul. These are all gedorim of masigvul because when he hovers over an object and he's about to acquire it, to what extent do we consider it as if it's already his? Not in the technical dinimumina sense that he can give it over birusha or etc. etc. But just simply that he is the one that is going to be able to get it to the exclusion of others. So that's the issue. Now, Saga's Gvul is the same thing. Somebody has a business. Somebody else wants to take away some of that business by opening up right next door. And so on and so forth. So the Aruch HaShulchan, you know, who, who is uh, giving a Hagdama to this Halacha. So he says, Vuhu Adin. You know, he says... Well, let's start a little bit before. Yesh me rabbi senu sha'omrim. She'ein dinzeh rak b'mechaza achadobo l'knoisoi o'i l'sochoi b'in b'kaka b'in b'taltele. V'hu adinim bo lahaske es atzmoi l'echod o'i lahaske b'esoi v'sadeyo. V'chol kayoitze b'zeh. D'lomo lo'i leirid l'shol chaveirot. V'ayim tzezeh b'mokam acher. He says, l'choira, whatever it is, he can get it Elsewhere, there's a koina 
that is hovering over a mekach to buy it from the moicher for a certain amount of money. This kind of transaction, you're not talking about the hope diamond, you're talking about a regular thing. Somebody wants to sell a tape recorder and he's, he's, he wants the tape recorder for himself. He wants to buy it right now. He doesn't want to bother. He doesn't want to uh, go worry about shipping and that this or that. He has it right now. He muscles in and he says, you know what? I want to buy it. So he says, since he can get it, so what business is it that he's muscling in on somebody else's Kenyan if he's about to purchase it? So the first opinion says that this whole business, even though the Loshan, Ani Hamahapi Bacharora, sounds very much to me like something that's Hefker and it's in the street, and the Ani found it, and he's very happy and excited, and somebody else comes and grabs it away before he has a chance to take it. The Ani didn't take it yet, but he's hovering over it. So leave him be, give him his chance. So that's why Nikra Rosha. But this Mandiyama says, no, in such a case, since if I let him take it, I won't get it because the item is Hefker and either Ruven gets it or Shimon gets it or Levi gets it, but only one of them can get it. So even though he's hovering over it, as long as he didn't make a Kenyan, and even if he's an Ani, doesn't matter. You want to give Tzedakah, give Tzedakah. But I'm entitled to go ahead and take it for myself. I'm entitled to take it for myself because it's Hefker and everybody is entitled to it. What about Lekabo Matono? Same thing. I'm not talking about a Mecher, which you can buy anywhere. And the Mecher doesn't care who he sells it to. He's just interested in selling. So why are you muscling in on this fellow? Let him buy it. But Matono, a person has the right to make a decision who he wants to give his matana to. Maybe this minute he wants to give it to Ruvain. Two minutes later, he doesn't want to give it to Ruvain. He wants to give it to Shimon. And in any case, if I come in and I say, give it to me, the, the Noisen matana has a right to say, who, who are you? I never saw you before in my life. Or, no, yeah, I know, you're my good friend. I'll give it to you instead. Therefore, if in the case of Hefker and the case of matana, Ba Acher V'Kidmai, Einoi Nikra Rosha. Because if he doesn't go in now and get it, he may never get it. Then there's another opinion. There's a machoikus rishonim, in other words, whether the idea of Oni HaMahapik B'charora applies to Hefker Matana or just to Mekach just to a purchase for money, a sale. One man, the Yama says, only a Mekach. The other man, the Yama says, no matter what situation it is, even from Hefker, if he's hovering over it, he's entitled to get it. It's almost as if hovering over it, even though it's not a Kenyan, and he doesn't own it yet, but if he's hovering over it and he was busy with it, and he's toireach to have it, you have to let him be. And if you don't, if you sneak in muscle in or in any way grab it before he has a chance to take it for himself, you are called a Russia according to these Yeshmi Rabose. Then he adds, Kosav Rabbeinu Aramah, the Svara Rishona Nira Ikar. 
Svara Rishona Nira Ika, meaning the Svara that says that only Hefker and Matana, excuse me, only Mekach is only Hamapachoro, Hefker Matana you're entitled to take, even if somebody else is busy with it. And the uh, Nafkamina is in many interesting situations. Ledeyazu, he writes, the Aruch HaShulchan, in Bo Echad Liknois Karka al Meitzach HaVeyrod, b'mokam she'en shom dinu de bar metzvah, kmo b'kona mi'isha v'kayotze bo, there's certain, the, the question is, you have a situation where there isn't an official or legal entitlement for the neighbor to purchase his neighbor's property. But, it's for sale. And, Someone entered into negotiations to buy that property. A stranger. A stranger entered into negotiations to buy a property that's being sold that's adjacent to Reuven. Reuven finds out about it, and they're already deep into the negotiations, but they haven't clinched the deal. They haven't made a Kenyan. The Mecca has not yet happened. So the owner of the field next door, this Reuven, can come in and buy it right from out from under the hands of the other fellow, and he will not be called a Russian. Why? The Zehu Ke'en Mitzia, the Toiv Lo'ila Adam, She'yiu Sadoisov Ubatov So in other words, the whole reason that in the case of Mekach, it's not allowed for the person to muscle in is because let him buy it somewhere else. He wants to buy this tape recorder. The tape recorder is for sale on Amazon. You can buy it from Amazon. You'll have to wait three days. So you'll wait three days. What's the big deal? Meanwhile, this fellow is buying it, so leave him alone. So then he's called a Russia because he's an unayamahapibacharara, this fellow, and you're taking it away from him, even though there was no Kenyan yet. But the very fact that they're involved and you can get it elsewhere just as well, you have no right to muscle it. But what if you can't get it just as well, such as in the case of a neighbor's property being sold? And it would be very beneficial for me, who lives next door, to buy that property. But I didn't get around to it, or I didn't know about it. And then I discover that my neighbor is selling his property to a stranger. Oh, so I come and running to him and I say, no, I want it. Is he a Russian? The answer is no, he's not. Why not? Because there's a benefit to him of purchasing dafka this property. And therefore, I have an interest to be able to get it. I'm no longer a Russia. I'm no longer a That's the rule. And he has another example. What happens if the loikeach, number one, is able to get it for a better price? A better price from this fellow. So that's like a mitziah. Because if you can get it for a better price, I have a vested interest to get it from him also for a better price. So this is the machlokes. 
And some say that in this particular case, since it's a mecher, there's no low plug and also liknos, etc., etc. So how did the Reb Moshe involve this din, which is in Choshen Mishpat, in the Mice of the Shidduchim? So he says as follows. He says, what case are we talking about? What, what is the story? So he says, They're still themselves in doubt whether they want each other. They haven't yet come to that ultimate maskana and say, yes, let's do it. Let's get married. Or they, between one another, are in agreement in theory, but they are both bound to the will of their parents, let's say. And the parents haven't yet come to a conclusion about the momentous of the situation. No, if that's the case, then the, the, then the shidduch is not yet clinched. So he says, in Oni HaMahapit B'Charara, the Moicher wants and the Koina wants cheaper. Mutal Achel Eknoisei. Beinem HaMoicher Akum Beinem HaMoicher Yisrael. So he says, and then he brings the example of the Bar Metzra. So only is only Isur, because there is no Pseidah to the Moicha. The Moicha sells it to Ruben, sells it to Shimon, makes no difference. But he's called a Rosha because he's not allowed to muscle in. So he says, Kol Shkem B'Shiduchim, Shekol Zman Shaloi Hechlitu Ligmar Inyon Mishnei Atzdodim, so he says that if they did not agree, that there's no question that someone else is entitled and he will not be called a Russia. If they didn't agree. Because as long as they didn't agree, the, the consequence to the person who is interested in getting her and the other fellow got there first, the consequence to this person is enormous if he doesn't do it. Because it, once they become engaged and once they, they get married, she'll be asura l'cholo'elam and he'll never be able to have her. So it's it's not, it's it's like the case of Hefker. You know, you're you're bothering with it. But but if I don't get it, I lose that item completely. I can't get the item of Hefker. That's the one item that's Hefker over there anywhere else. If you get it, you get it. If I get it, I get it. So then I'm entitled. There's no halacha v'anayamahapipacharorah. See, there's a misunderstanding about Oniyamadabacharor. You get the impression that he's called a Russia because he has this poor fellow and he's busy with something. Leave him alone. It's not true. According to this Shita, by Hefker and by Matona, we don't say that he's called a Russia. We don't say that. Because I, as the one who's coming next, as long as there was no Kenyan and as long as it doesn't really belong to the fellow, Oniyarashir. Whatever it is, I have just as much a right to take it from the Hefker as you do. The fact that you got there first and are interested in it 
and are busy with it, unless you're not, unless you're kind of it, I have just as much of a right to take it as you do. So he applies this idea to Shaduchim and he says, if the Shaduch didn't happen for whatever reason, and they're not yet quote unquote engaged, and the coil has not gone out that they're engaged, you know, there's no commitment, then there's no question that someone else can try to, to marry her, to try to get engaged to her. Then he says, he says, if nothing has happened, then everybody would agree. But what happens if they decided to do the Shidduch? They became engaged. But there was no formal Kenyan like by the Lachayim or by the Tznoyim. There was no Tznoyim written. There was no Kabbalah's Kenyan. They didn't make a Kenyan. The two Tzdodim did not make a Kenyan on the Shidduch. But the two couple, the, the couple, the two Balidvarim, the Chosn and the Kala, quote unquote, are already Chosn Kala. So what's the halacha then? So he says, he says what we said before. The, the second person, they committed to one another, but they didn't yet make the Kenyan. So it isn't yet clinched. So if it's not yet clinched, then he is still allowed to try to get her. Why? Because losing her for the second fellow is, is a total loss. It's just like the story of Hefker. You can't tell him, go find another girl. He says, what do you mean another girl? I want this girl. You ask him, why did you wake up so late? So I didn't know she was in Shaduchim, or whatever the reason is. I didn't know she would agree to him. But he's still entitled to try. Because he's entitled to say, this is my one and only. Yeah. Uh, this is a quote Satosis, but we're not going to go into it. Avo, What happens if there was actually a Kenyan? Shenoyagim Afsha Kenyan Lisa Zezeloi Moyo, the Havalake Kenyan Dvaru. Now he says a very fascinating thing here. He says like this What makes a Shidduch a Shidduch? What makes a shidduch a shidduch? So he says that in those places where nothing is guaranteed until they make a kinyan, does it mean that it's the kinyan that made the shidduch? He says, of course not, because this is called kinyan dvarim ba'alma. It means as follows. A shidduch is not a chefza. A piece of karka 
is a chefza. A piece of metaltalin is a chefza. You can be koina karka metaltalin. You make a kabbalas kinyan, a chalipin, you give a handkerchief. On what? On an idea? Because that's what it is, a shidduch. A shidduch is a commitment. How do you make a kinyan on a commitment? It's a kinyan dvarim. The Rambam, by the way, says there's certain things that Kenyan doesn't work, nor does it make sense really, because Kenyanim don't apply. One of the examples he, he makes is when you appoint somebody a shaliach. You know, when we sell chametz, you know, the Rabbonim, they don't buy the chametz. Anyone who thinks that the, the Rabbonim buy the chametz is making a big mistake. The chametz remains, whoever owns it, and it's sold from that person directly to the guy. So what is the Rav's role? The Rav's role is to write it down. The Rav's role is to give over the information that this person is making me to Sholiach as Rav to sell it to, to the guy on his behalf. So how do you make a Sholiach? The answer is, I hereby appoint you to be my Sholiach. I give you my Das. What do they do? Well, they write it. They write it on a piece of paper and so on and so forth. But what else do they do? The Makabal Kenyan. Everybody knows. The Rav takes out his handkerchief and he says, lift it up, lift it up. And he lifts it up a tefach. The Rav lets go. He doesn't let go. It depends how big the handkerchief is. But anyhow, this is supposed to be a Kenyan Sudar. The Ramam says, there's no need for that. Nor does it have any value. I don't know if any of you were aware of that. The Kenyan that the Rav makes is not required. It's not in any case accomplishing anything. That's why I call somebody up on the phone. I didn't get a chance to write anything down. Things were very, very hectic. Or it's Chas Shalom COVID a few months ago, and I couldn't get to the Rav because everybody is social distancing. I call him up on the phone. I say, Rabbi, could you please sell the Chomets for me? Is it good? But it's good. Person sends a fax with his tzatl. He writes that all the places in their value of the is the Kenyan. There's no Kenyan. No, you don't need a Kenyan. And the Kenyan really isn't the Kenyan in the formal sense. It's not acquiring anything because I'm not buying your hummus. So why do we make the Kenyan? Why do we do it? If it, if it has no value, then what's the point? I know what you're thinking, because this way the Rav can make some money. You give, you make a Kenyan, it's a whole big deal, so the Rav can get a matana, you know, $5, $10, $50, whatever it is. That's not the reason. The reason is because it indicates your intention in a more concrete way. In other words, when we make the Kenyan, the Kenyan itself doesn't do anything. What, it, what is happening is, if I bother to come to the Rav and I bother to make the Kenyan, it's a simon that I really want to sell the Chavetz. Now, let's go now to Shaduchim. Rabbi Moshe is telling us that the Kenyan that you make at the Tanoyim, if it's a Kenyan on the Shidduch, if it's a Kenyan on a piece of property, it's a different story. But if it's a Kenyan on the Shidduch to clinch the Shidduch, it's not a Kenyan. That Kenyan will not work because a shidduch has not lend itself to a Kenyan Suda. A shidduch is commitments to one another. What's in my heart and what's in, in, in my in my words. It's, it's more like a nether. 
like a shvua. It's not a mecca chumemka. So what's the Kenyan Suda? What is the business lifting up the handkerchief? So the answer is exactly this. When you do it, you show your commitment is absolute, completely sincere, and there's no going back. So it's not that the Kenyan did anything. It's megala, your attitude. So that it comes out like this. Since everybody of that sort makes a Kenyan, we don't all make Kenyan by, by, by Shidduch. But in certain circles, especially Hasidish circles, they take the Kenyan very seriously. And they take the Tanoya very seriously that they write out. Since they do that, when does the commitment happen, even if they agreed in quotation marks already? But the commitment is clinched by this artificial act called Kenyan. That's the vart. That is the vart. Memela, says Reb Moshe, it's like this. If they don't agree yet at all, everyone should be masking that a person can come in and take the girl away. She has to be masking to it, of course. So if she's masking to number two, then apparently her, her idea about number one wasn't so 100%. You know, she's not fighting for it. She masked him to number two. Then it's okay. It's not only Hamahapa Bacharora, anyhow. What happens if they were committing to one another, but they didn't make that clincher called Kenyan? They didn't write Tznoim? So he says that will depend on the Machloikas, what's considered only Hamahapa Bacharora and what's not. The man, the Yoma, that says that even by Hefker, if the fellow's hovering around the object in the street, you can't muscle in. Once they committed to one another, even if they didn't clinch it, you can't muscle in. But according to the Shita that holds that it's only by Mekach, because it's just the same you or somebody else, that in the case of a Shidduch, it's not the same. Because if I can't have her, there's nobody that replaces her. So the second fellow, if it's not 100% clinched, that even if they agreed, in quotation marks, in principle, he can still come in, according to that cheetah, that you don't say, by because there's only one object. If he doesn't get it, then I'll get it. So then I'm entitled to get it. Even if he got there first, as long as he wasn't kind of. Same thing, even if the Ruven got to the girl first, they agreed, but as long as they didn't make that clincher which makes the agreement 100%, he can still, if it's like the Shita, by Hefker, he's allowed to do it. Now what happens if they actually made a Kenyan, even if the Kenyan doesn't do anything, but it shows their commitment was 100%. So now we're talking about a full engagement. What about now? Says Rav Moshe, no. Then, everyone will agree that number two fellow cannot muscle in. He cannot make an effort to try to get her away. And she should become engaged to him instead. These are his words. Right? So therefore, he says, if the Kenyan doesn't do anything, 
So what's the difference before the Kenyan or after the Kenyan? The answer he says is, this is a very interesting thing. He says that when a shidduch happens, and then whatever the reason, one of them gets cold feet, one of them decides that he can do better or she can do better, uh, parents get involved in a fight and they say, we don't want to have such machutanim, could be anything. Are they allowed to break up a shidduch? They're on shidduch. Can they say no? Now, there, this, these things happen. And it's, it's, a lot of times the, the girl says, I can't go on with this. I made a mistake. So it's very fascinating. They say in the name of the Vilna Goy. I don't remember seeing it anywhere in the writings of the Vilna Goy. Maybe it is somewhere. But they say in the name of the Vilna Goy a very interesting thing. Why do we break a plate by by the Tnoim, usually the time we write is by the by the chasm. but it could be by the by the Tnoim in the person's house, you know, by the lechayim. They can have Tnoim. They break a plate, but it's a plate. It's an earthenware plate. It's a, it's a, it's a plate that is a piece of pottery, not a glass. But under the chuppah, you break a glass. So the Vilna Gaon said a fascinating thing. I remember, it's a funny story. There was a certain bacher that we were very, very close to. And he uh, became a Baal And he's getting married to a very fine girl. And the parents are in a real tizzy. So all of these things that they have to agree to, she has to cover her hair, she had to get a shaitl or wear a tichl or whatever it is. And there's a lot of things that are bothering them. They're not from yet. They became wonderful, wonderful from and everything. Gewaldic, very supportive. But at the time, and the shidduch happened, and it was one, two, three, and they were like in a lot of confusion. Family lived out of town somewhere, upstate somewhere, I don't know. So she comes to the chasana already with a bias. <laughs> she was not a happy camper. Later, especially after the first Enigal was born, they turned around completely, they kashed their home, and it's Sadiqim. But at that moment, Snochnisht. So what happened was, there's a minute that the mothers of the Chosna and the Kala, they come in, and they're the ones who break the plate. They come into the Chosna's tish, and in the corner, and they break the plate. So they came in, and that particular caterer gave them a plate, that is mamish unbreakable, unbreakable. It was a heavy piece of ceramic and mamish. You could drop it from the Empire State Building and nothing's going to happen. So Bikitsa, the time comes, he reads the Tnoyim, Hakol Shor Vekayim, Yala Yismach Kagan Rotov. They make a motion that the two of them, you know, they're waiting there, they're both holding on, each one to an end and wrapped in, the, the plate is wrapped in a napkin so they don't cut themselves or hurt themselves, and they're ready to break the plate, and they lift up the plate and they bang it, nothing happens. Anyhow, they must have banged it about 20 times. And all of a sudden, she screams out to the Masada Kedushin, that's me, you're doing this to me on purpose. 
you know, she thought that I, I, I wanted to embarrass her or something. I don't know. I don't know what she was thinking. But then finally, someone came along with a chap and he took, uh, you know, it's like the Gordian knot. You take this, the, the, the uh, sword and you just cut it because you can't figure out how to untie it. And he did something with some heavy metal piece and he smashed the thing for them. And it was Shalom al Yisrael. The Maisei, the Shidduch is a beautiful Shidduch. It's many, many years later, they have Enoch already. But the kids are, I mean, the couple has Enoch and they have Ur Enoch Anyhow, the kids are, that's what they do. They break a plate by the chuppah, and that, of course, is cheres. Says the Vilna Gaon, an amazing thing. You know what he says? He says that the reason we use cheres by a shidduch is because when you break a shidduch, it's like when you break that plate. When you break a shidduch, there's no fixing. There's no mechanism to break a shidduch. It's an amazing idea. If you're married, a person needs to break the marriage, there's a mechanism. It's called a get. The Torah has offered you a system, a mechanism. So it's like glass. Why like glass? Because glass, you can remelt, you whatever the word is, you can smelt it, and then you can recast it. You go to corning glass, you put it in the thing, comes out a new glass. Cheres, eno yotzi Cheres is There's nothing you can do about it. It's fafal. Amazing idea. But in any case, there was a cheren not to break a shidduch. Says Reb Moshe, a fascinating thing. If he muscles in this shimon who wants this girl, and they already clinched it, and they made the Tnaim, and they made the Kenyan. So the Kenyan isn't worth anything. But after that, there's a Cherem not to break the Shidduch. So who stands to lose if he takes this girl away? If, she ta- if he takes her away, they will break the Shidduch. You can't be married to two people at the same time. So it comes out, that you're going to be Mavatal a Shidduch because of number two. And that's going to violate the Cherem. So that is already something that makes him a Russia. These are his words. He says, It's not because the Kenyan changed anything, except that when the Kenyan is made, it shows the Gemira's Das. The Kivan the Nagulasis Kenyan, Lahavi Gmar Hadovra Mamish calls Manchala Osla Kenyan. In other words, making the Kenyan is like the clincher. It's like the proof positive that everybody's in agreement. That's all it is. And same thing is true if they actually write a, a document that delineates what each side is in and so on and so forth. He says, same thing. That's the clincher. Right? It says, what's the nafkamina? Nafkamina is very fascinating. In our circles, they don't they don't make they don't write tnoyim, the, the real tnoyim, and they don't make a kinyan either. They just drink a lachayim. It's interesting. But 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 the drinking of the lachayim is 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 also the same. 
l'chayra. So he says, but imechlitu ligma shiduchim v'lo yasu shum davar lo kinyan v'lo ksivas noim k'moshenoygen harbe bekan al zelavado yishkvar chayrim. You know, he's saying like this. He says, it's very fascinating what he says. He says, a shidduch is whatever you decide. And there's a protocol. And whatever makes that clincher in your mind that it's official, then the chayrim applies. You don't, there's nothing, no, no, no specific technical thing that you have to do unless that's part of your protocol. Because, because if it's part of your protocol, then if you didn't do it, the, the, the shidduch isn't clinched in your mind. So therefore he says, what happens if nobody bothers with these kinyonim or the writing of tenayim? Then he says, wait a minute, doesn't everybody write tenayim at least at the chasen's tish? But Moshe says, at the chasen's tish, the tenayim are meaningless because everything's arranged and they're sitting by the chuppah already. They're on the, on the way to march down the aisle. <laughs> so what, what are you now going to make decisions that the shidduch is a shidduch? So it's just a formality that like, you know, Stam, it's like a, a minhag. In fact, very interesting. In many circles, they actually have a document which is called, interestingly enough, the language, Reb Moshe's Tnaim. What's Reb Moshe's Tnaim? Reb Moshe's Tnaim says the following. Shekvar niskaimu kol hatnaim All of the arrangements that led up to this moment of the chasana have already been fulfilled. The chasen has his things, the kala has her things, the gifts, the presents, the this, the that, whatever it is. And all the agreements have been made. Rakhnis nishar, what's left? Right? Lisa, a chasen hanal, es kala hanal, the chup of the kedush and kedas moish Yisrael, on this and this day, which means tonight, right then and there. So Ramesh's tnoyim is basically saying, all the tnoyim are taken care of. I remember that Rav Scheinberg, Zechariah was not happy with these Tanayim that, that are called Rav Moshe's Tanayim. You know why? Because it says in the Tanayim that all their agreements are already finished. Everything has been fulfilled. He says, how can you say everything has been fulfilled when there's so much commitments about the future? About how much the chasen is going to get, a stipend for his learning, and on and on. There are all kinds of commitments. So how can you say kvarnis kaimu? So obviously the meaning of kvarnis kaimu means up to this point. But that's neither here nor there. That's just an interesting thing. The people who come from Rav Scheinberg's cheder, they actually don't use this nasa. But the world, you go into Eichler's, you ask for tnayim, they say, which tnayim do you want? Like the real tnayim? Or do you want Reb Moshe's tnayim? In most of the literature circles, most of the circles today, they use this document called Reb Moshe's And they talk about a couple of skinyan and Edim and everything. But Reb Moshe himself says, that doesn't count for much. It doesn't mean anything really. Everyone is masking that long before the night of the Chasana, they are totally, absolutely, and irrevocably engaged. Says Reb Moshe, once you know they're irrevocably engaged, then the rest of it doesn't matter what formality or technicality or maisa or whatever, it's like sending flowers. It doesn't mean anything because the commitment is what matters. Once there's an absolute commitment, then the chayrim applies to break the shidduch. If you break the shidduch, you're the chayrim. Moshe is saying 
that whether it is already a shidduch 100% can sometimes depend on what you see in front of you. Did they, if there are protocols, and until you do those protocols, it isn't assumed that the shidduch is 100%, so then it isn't. Then he's allowed to come in. Shimon is allowed to come in and try to get her. But once the shidduch is clinched, however they consider it clinched, but in their minds, in their hearts, they're committed totally. Chosen Kala, parents, everything is go. Then he's not allowed. And if he does, he's trying to break a shidduch. And breaking a shidduch is behavior. So therefore, he's not allowed to take it away from the person who's engaged to her. So he says, once there's a cherem, nimtza shaleka bakvar schusla cherem lishtadech lo, and therefore, it is as if Lagabe Isur, she's already his. She's not his Lagabe Eshes Ish, but she is his Lagabe the Isur that you're not allowed to break the Shidduch. Very fascinating. In the rest of the Shuva, he speaks about a very interesting thing. He says, That a person sends a shaliach. We, we don't have that, so really it's not nice. A person sends a shaliach to be Makadish the girl. And guess what the shaliach did? The scoundrel. He was Makadish himself. So Rabbi Moshe has a whole piece in this chuva. We won't go into it, but he has a whole piece in the chuva where he discusses the difference in language between the Rambam who calls this person a Russia. And the Sma, the Sefer Miris Enayim, the Pirush on the side of the Chayshin Mishpat, of Shulchan Aruch Chayshin Mishpat, that says that he has, he, he's acting like a Ramai, like a, a fraudulent person, like a trickster. Minig Ramos. So he discusses what's the difference between Russia and Minig Ramos. And he has a very fascinating take on this whole thing. But be that as it may, the same person that sent him this question is to Makasha or who wanted to bring a raya from, from an interesting halacha. What's the halacha? And here you see the acuteness of Reb Moshe's mind, which was razor sharp, and he was able to distinguish between situations in a most remarkable way. It says halacha that you're allowed to get engaged on Cholamoid. Shema yikadmenu acher barachamim. Maybe another person is going to daven that she should give up the first fellow and take him. So he says, doesn't understand. If it's something that you're not allowed, he wanted to bring a riot that obviously you're allowed to daven for it. That means you're allowed to do it. Because how's HaKadosh Baruch going to listen to somebody that wants to do something that's wrong, that's inappropriate? So that was his raya that you can get engaged because you, you want to shemi kadmenu acher is a raya that the acher is entitled. That's what he was saying. So Rav Moshe says not necessarily. Now, according to the Mandi that says by Hefker it's okay, 
Okay, fine. But what about the man the that says even by Hefkud is only Mahapi Bacharov? So the minute that somebody is involved in the process of, of getting engaged, he doesn't have to clinch it because no one else can touch it. So how come the Gemara says that you're allowed to marry Cholamai, yeah, excuse me, allowed to get engaged, Cholamai, formally engaged, clinch the Shidduch? The minute that he's busy with the Shidduch and they're almost engaged, should also be the same. The Territ says the person's going to daven and, and, and the Shidduch will be bottled. What do you mean? If he's a Russia, if he's doing a scoundrelly thing, like the Gemara says, so then why does the Kodesh listen to his Tfilis? The Kodesh listens to the Tfilis of a Russia. So Reb Moshe says, Ein Mizeraya. Mishum Chodah, this is a very fascinating Hashkofa. You know, I wanted to pick things that have a lot of Hashkofa in it. This is a very fascinating line. The Lefamim Zoyche Odom. Me'ezetam, whatever the reason is, which we cannot fathom Hashem's Ratzah. Me'ezetam. Shashem Yizbarach Yekabel Tfilosai says maybe what he's asking for is wrong. You can't guarantee that because of that, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will not accept this tefillah. You know, it's very interesting. The Ganovim, the Frum Ganovim, who daven HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that nobody should discover them when they do their Ganeva. So we think to ourselves that this is totally absurd. How can you daven for something? when you're over one Easter after another. And Moshe says, you don't know. And then he says another thing, which is very fascinating. He says, it doesn't mean necessarily that he's going to come and muscle in and, and, and fadre her a cup. Maybe on her own she's good. Maybe he's davening that she should lose her time in this fellow. Well, if that's the case and she gives it up on her own, don't forget they haven't clinched it yet, so there's no cheirah. So then they can clinch it on Cholamoy because maybe he's going to daven that she'll lose a time for him. Says Rabbi Moshe, that is not even an Avera. So therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu might listen. And therefore, there's not a riot from that Gemara. So let's just summarize. What did we learn from this? First of all, we learned going backwards that HaKadosh Baruch Hu may listen to people even what they ask for is not 100%. Now, I remember hearing from Absolovechik a number of times that when we say Shema Kaleinu and the person has in mind some narishkeit that he wants, not talking about something that's forbidden, but something trivial, you know? So you think, what kind of a chutzpah do you have that you're standing in front of the king, Melech Malchi Amlochim, and there's so many serious in Yonim. Bani, Chaye, Mizayne, all kinds of things. Thinking about others, dabbling for other people's health. There's so many people are sick today. It's a lot of serious things. You dabbling for your learning, for Siyat Dishmaya, for, for an often a cup. He dabbles, you know, he wants, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it'll give him Agmas Nefesh if the Yankees lose. So he wants the Yankees to win. I mean, that's t- totally absurd. It's not funny. So you'd think that it's a scandal from the belt. So except, you know, we are entitled to ask for anything. But he's not talking about something that's also. And Moshe says, not entitled, not supposed to ask for something that's forbidden, of course. But who knows what the Kodesh plans are and how he 
accepts or hears a person's tefillah. By the way, the Rambam Milchus Tshuva says that if a person is does averus and he doesn't do tshuva on them, Hakadosh Baruch Hu is moyes betfilasa. Kam gitzar butfilah in any shaymeya. But Rabbi Moshe says that's a general rule. But you never know. You never know. You never know what Hashem had in mind. And therefore, we can't rely on the fact that if he's doing something wrong, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to ignore his tefillah. So what are we worried about? We're worried, and you're allowed to clinch your shidduch as quickly as possible, even if it's on Cholomay. Secondly, we learned that if she gives it up on her own, then the tefillah itself is not even a problem. It can happen that she should give it up on her own because the, the, it's not clinched. If it's clinched, he says, the clinching isn't because you made a Kenyan and the Kenyan made the clinching. The Kenyan doesn't do anything. It's like the Kenyan by making a shaliach from a chiras chametz. It doesn't do anything. What does it do? It makes you feel committed. You know, you, you did something that's that's substantial, but it's not the Kenyan. It's because the calling up on the phone would be also substantial if you felt that way. The people make the Kenyan because that way everybody feels very, very formal and very good about it. But the Kenyan itself doesn't do anything about a Shidduch. You can't make a Kenyan on a Shidduch. You can make a Kenyan on Mominus that's related to the Shidduch. But you can't make a Kenyan on the Shidduch itself. But when they make the Kenyan or they drink a Lechayim or they do anything like that. You know, I'll give you an example. Chosim Kala, nowadays, the Chosim looks for all kinds of ideas, quote unquote to excite the Kala when he asks her, will you marry me? So this one makes a banner on a plane. This one makes a sign on, on New York Times on Times Square, you know, the display. This one uh, causes, make, makes her some sort of surprise. You know, he introduces her to all the aunts and uncles. I don't know, <laughs> all kinds of aces. And people are looking to make it exciting and interesting. That's called getting engaged. In some circles, it's giving the ring, the diamond ring I'm talking about. Whatever it is, that is perceived as the clincher, then that, according to Risha, is going to mean that they're engaged. And engaged means there's a chayram. So it doesn't matter what the mechanism is. It's what's going on in their minds. It's how they act in their attitude towards it. So Risha says, if it's clinched, then the person is a Russia. Why? Because then there's a chayrim to break the shidduch. And if there's a chayrim to break the shidduch, he has no right to make that happen. The next thing is that it wasn't yet clinched. So now he's a shiloh. They decided to get married, but it's not clinched. So is this something that he could get elsewhere? The new guy who wants to muscle in? No, he can't get this particular girl elsewhere. There's only one girl like this. This is the girl. So is he allowed? The answer is yes, he's allowed. According to those sheet as a whole, that by Hefker, you don't say, because there's only one thing. And since he didn't kinda, I still have a right to get my hands on it. Since the Shidduch didn't completely happen, he still has a right. According to the Mandiyama that says, applies even to Hefker and to Matana, even to situations where there's only one, or it's up to the person to give it to Ruven or to Shimon. It's not Shava Bishava, it's not 
you can get it here or you can get it there. So why should you try to muscle in? According to that sheet that it applies across the board by Hefker Matona as well, he's not going to be allowed to try to muscle in on the Shidduch, even if it's not clinched, as long as it's headed in that direction. If absolutely nothing happened yet, they're just going out, and there's just as much a possibility that they won't get engaged, then there's no problem whatsoever. Very interesting, very fascinating. But Moshe is not yoyed into the, you might say, the, the nuances of, of uh, you know, wait till the, the, she decides or they decide whether it's a shidduch or not. Man, it's very fascinating. At least not legabi the dinabani Is he the finest mensch in the world? Moshe's attitude is, look, if, if, if his gate did in Latin and you think this is the girl and you think that if you miss this opportunity, your life comes to an end, you're entitled to try. As long as you follow the rules. And we also learned that the tznoim that they do right before the chuppah, you know, isn't really worth a shmek tabak. Doesn't have any substance because the shidduch was totally clinched and what are they writing? That there's going to be a, a, a wedding? There's, there is a wedding. <laughs> the wedding is going on as they write. But it's a minute because there used to be tznoim. So there's a minute, and you read the tnaim and you give a bracha, and they break the ceramic plate. They break the ceramic plate. Should be zaycha next time, as it's Hashem, is when? I imagine that it's next a week from Thursday. Mm. A, a week from Thursday, correct? Correct. Okay, that's it's Hashem. With gesund and with atzlocha, and with good shaduchim and successful shaduchim. Thank you so much. I'm a lot smarter today. Thank you. Beautiful, beautiful uh, tshuva. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Zayin, that's locha rabba.